Well, we're in a series we're kicking off today called Faith Over Fear, making bold moves, making bold moves toward your destiny. And I'm going to be unpacking 1 Chronicles chapter 4, beginning in verse 9 and verse 10. This is the theme verses for the entire series. We're going to be unpacking these verses right here in this series. It says this, now Jabez was more honorable than his brothers. And his mother called his name Jabez, saying, because I bore him in pain. And Jabez called on the God of Israel, saying, oh, that you would bless me indeed and enlarge my territory, that your hand would be with me and that you would keep me from evil, that I may not cause pain. And I love this. So God granted him what he requested. God granted his request. And I want these blessings right here on, in my own life, and I want them on your life. I want God to grant our request. Listen, this series is so, so for you that God would grant these requests, this prayer of Jabez. And, and Jabez is an interesting character in the Bible because the Bible doesn't give us much, much history. It doesn't give us much context about Jabez. The, the only thing we know for sure is that during or shortly after his mother gave birth to him, he caused, he, he caused his mom pain. Don't, don't know exactly what kind of pain, but she was in so much pain that she actually named him Jabez. His name means pain. His name means sorrow. So every time his mom would call him, every time his friends would call him, every time his teachers or his dad would call his name, he was reminded that he caused his mom pain. And you know, one thing I understand about life is that we all go through pain. All of us, whether it's physical pain or emotional pain or financial pain, there's relational pain or mental pain or, or family pain. Pain is a part of life. Pain is unavoidable. You're going to go through pain. It's a pastor in church, be more positive. I'm positive. You're going to go through pain. You, you cannot avoid it. I, I, I've experienced a lot of pain in my life. Some of you know my story. At the age of 13, I was sexually abused by a lady. When I was in high school, my parents divorced, pain. I've been betrayed by people like many of you have been. I've been talked about and, and lied on. And I've experienced financial pain. In my early 20s, my wife and I, we got ourselves into credit card debt, and we had student loans, and we just felt suffocated by debt and financial pain. I've, I've had marriage pain. Been, my wife and I have been married for over 20 years. It'll be 21 years in in December, and I know when you see me, you say, Pastor, you're just an angel. You'd be wonderful to be married to. I'm an angel a lot of the times, but not all of the time. And so we've had marriage pain, and we've said things to one another that have been hurtful. There have been pain in parenting my, my children. They're, they're not perfect children just because they're pastor's kids, and I'm not a perfect parent. So, so we've had parenting pain. We all go through pain. But listen, church. We cannot allow pain to cause us to believe that God does not want to bless our life. Pain is not a sign that God does not want to bless your life. Pain is a sign that you're human. 
and that you're living in a fallen world. Until we get to heaven, there will be sin, sickness, natural disasters, death, and pain. But pain does not disqualify you from experiencing God's blessings in your life. Jabez is a great example. Jabez overcame the pain of the past. He overcame the fear of the past, and he made a bold move towards his destiny, and God blessed his life indeed. Jabez prayed one of the boldest prayers in the Bible. I mean, it was a bold prayer. And God granted his request. And for the next four weeks, it's going to be so important. I really want to encourage you to do everything you can not to miss the next four weeks. I want to help you make a bold move towards your destiny. I want to teach you the next four weeks is what we're going to learn today. God bless me indeed. We're going to learn about that today. Next week, we're going to learn God enlarge my territory, increase my capacity, enlarge my borders. We're going to learn about that next week. It's so, so key. A bold prayer. Get over your fear and taking faith towards your destiny. Week three, we're going to learn God put your hand on me. Put your favor on me. Everywhere that I go, that your hand would be on what I'm doing. Your, your favor would be. We're going to learn about that. And then week four, protect me. Protect me from evil. Keep me from evil. Protect my life, God. We're going to learn about It's such a critical, critical series. Overcoming faith, overcoming the fear, overcoming the fat past, and taking faith and bold moves towards our destiny today. Bless me indeed. The first thought is this, People's Church, God wants to bless your life. God wants to bless your life. Jabez believed in spite of his pain, in spite of his circumstances, that God wanted to bless him indeed. And I realize today some of you are going through some intense pain in life. I realize right now some of you, are, life is hard on you right now. But I want you to know that God wants to bless you indeed in spite of the pain, in spite of your circumstances. God wants to bless your life. He wants to give you the same blessings that he gave to Abraham. And I'm, I'm tying Abraham and Jabez's life together because God blessed Abraham indeed. And God wants to give you those same blessings that he gave to Abraham Galatians chapter 3 and verse 9 says this, So all who put their faith in Christ share the same blessing Abraham received because of his faith. It goes on to say in verse number 14 in Genesis, or excuse me, Galatians chapter 3, I encourage you to read chapter 3 this week and even today would be awesome. Galatians 3 verse 14 says, Through Christ Jesus, God has blessed the Gentiles, you and me, with the same blessing he promised to Abraham. So that we who are believers might receive the promised Holy Spirit through faith. God wants to give you the same blessings that he gave to Abraham. And I want to show you these seven blessings God gave to Abraham that he wants to give to you. He wants to bless your life indeed. You see these seven blessings in Genesis chapter number 12. Verse number one. Here's what the Lord said to Abraham. The Lord has said to Abram, Leave your native country, your relatives, your father's family, and go to the land that I will show you. I will make you into a great nation. I will bless you and make you, make you famous, and you will be a blessing to others. I will bless those who bless you and curse those who treat you with contempt. 
all the families on earth will be blessed through you. The seven blessings. The first one God says is this, I will make you into a great nation. He says, God says, Abraham, listen to me. If you will follow me, if you will overcome your past and take a bold move in, in faith and follow me, I'm going to bless your family for generations. I'm going to put a generational blessing on your family. And generations after you will follow me and will serve me. And I believe one of the greatest blessings that God wants to give to, to you and I, one of the greatest blessings we can receive from God is a generational blessing, is a family family blessing. I hope you're like me. I want my kids to be blessed. I want my grandkids to be blessed. I want my great-grandkids to be blessed. I want generations after them, if the Lord should tarry, to be blessed by God and to serve the Lord. And, and as, as I look back at my family tree, I see how there's been generational sin passed down. There's been generational bondage passed down from one generation to the next. Anybody like me, you look back at your family tree and you go, it is ugly. It is ugly. And that's what it's like for the Cooper family. Matter of fact, if you go to some cities and you bring up and you say the Coopers and you say one of them is a preacher, they'll go, ha, no way. You're lying. The Cooper, the Cooper name hasn't always been, been, been great, but in 1992, a young boy named Herbert Lee Cooper Jr. in a football locker room gave his life to Jesus Christ, and old things passed away, and behold, all things have become new, and I became a new creation in Jesus Christ, and I'm no longer passing on this generational cycle of sin and addiction and adultery and divorce and crime. That cycle has been broken in the name of Jesus, and now the Cooper family will be known as a family that serves the Lord. And I'm passing on Jesus to my family. I'm passing on righteousness and the favor of God and the blessings of God. And if you will serve the Lord, if you will step out in faith, overcome your past and your history, and say, God, I will follow you with all of my heart, God's going to bless your family. He's going to bless your kids. He's going to bless your grandkids. He's going to bless your grand your, your great-great-grandkids. God's blessings going to be on your family. The Bible says in Proverbs 20 and verse 7, the righteous lead blameless lives. Blessed are their children after them. Your little children that you're raising right now are going to serve the Lord. Those teenagers you got, you're raising, they're going to serve the Lord. Some of you got grown kids and you say, Pastor, it don't look so good right now. Just hold on. You put good seed in them. You're serving the Lord. You're living for Jesus now. Come on. God's going to grab a hold of their life. Would you believe the promises that he put on Abraham are for your life? God wants to bless you indeed with a family blessing. Number two is this. He says, I will bless you. God says to Abraham, I'm going to bless your life indeed by giving you personal blessings. And God blessed Abraham with so many amazing blessings. I'm, I'm not going to cover all the different personal blessings Abraham received from God, but let me just share a few with you. He, he was blessed with a son in his old age named Isaac. God blessed him with favor. He blessed him with a marriage that went the distance in spite of trials and tribulations. God blessed him with a long marriage. He blessed him with land and, and resources. Genesis chapter 13 verse 2 says, Abraham had become very wealthy in livestock and in silver and gold. And somebody said, mm, this is the message for me. I knew I'm going to become wealthy. That's not what the Bible is saying. But I want you to understand when God blesses our life indeed, we experience God's blessings in our personal life. 
And God will bless you with peace and with favor. He'll bless your family. He'll bless you with joy. He'll bless your finances. You, 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 you may not be wealthy like Abraham. That, that's not what the Bible is saying. That's not what I'm teaching. I, I don't believe that. Not everybody's going to be wealthy, but God wants to bless you with more than enough so that you can be a blessing. He's going to bless your friendships. He says, I'm going to give you personal blessings if you follow me. Number three is this. He says, I will make your name great. God told Abraham, if you overcome fear and step out in faith and leave your homeland where everybody knows your name, where everybody knows your reputation, if you will follow me, God says, here's what I'm going to do for you. I'm going to make your name great. I'm going to make you famous. And friends, God did just that. Even now in the 21st century, people all around the world are still talking about Abraham. I'm talking about Abraham today. He's, his name was made famous. And I want you to realize that, yes, it's true that you and I will never be as famous as Abraham, but God wants to make your name famous. He wants to give you great influence. He wants to make your name famous. It might just be famous in your own house, but come on, that's a big one right there. Just make me famous in my own house that my children don't have to look to television for a role model. I'm famous. I'm the one they want to follow. My grandkids want to follow me. Make me famous in my own house. Make me famous in my own neighborhood. Make me famous at the ball team when my kids are playing ball. Make me famous at my school for your honor and for your glory. When people talk about you, when they talk about me, they say, that's a person of integrity. That's a man or woman of God. That's a person who loves the Lord. That's a person I don't know them well, but I'm telling you what I hear about them is they have God's hand on their life. Make me famous for your honor and for your glory. He said, I'll make, if you follow me, I'll make your name famous. Number four, I'm trying. Amen. Number four, I'm trying to teach this thing today. Give you the blessings of Abraham. Number four is this, you will be a blessing to others. You will be a blessing to others. God says, Abraham, I'm going to bless you with more than enough so that you can be a huge blessing to others. Listen, one of the major reasons God wants to bless your life is so that you can be a blessing to, uh, to, blessing to others. Hear me today. You're blessed to be a blessing. Abraham, I'm going to bless you so that you, you can be a blessing. And I, I can't wait to continue to live that out as a church, even in December. December the 16th, we're going to have the big give. And we're going to invite thousands to our church that day. And we're going to bless them with Christmas presents, those in need. I can't, we're blessed to be a blessing. Number five, he says this, I will bless those who bless you. God says, if you make bold moves toward your destiny and live by faith instead of fear, I'm going to put a double blessing on your life. I'm not just going to bless you, Abraham. I'm going to bless those who bless you. Now, that's what you call being blessed indeed. You're so blessed that God blesses other people who are kind to you. Your coworkers want to hang around you. Your employees, your employer, your, your neighbors, your friends, your family, they all want to be around you because when they get around you, good things always happen to them. Just turn to your neighbor and say, you better be nice to me. The blessing's on me. I want this thing to jump on you today. You better be nice. There's something on me. There's this double blessing on my life. You ought to be nice. Number six, there's a sixth blessing that God gave to Abraham that he wants you to have. And number six is this, I will curse those who curse you. Just look at your neighbor, but don't say anything this time. Just look at them. I will curse those who curse you. Now, let me, let me unpack this. This is so critical. There are two, two blessings, that, two, two, two important principles that this, this portion of Scripture 
is, is bringing out for us, then blessing identifies a couple of important things. First, you will be cursed. People will judge you. People will talk about you. People will ridicule, ridicule you. He says, I will curse those who curse you. You will be cursed. You follow the Lord. You serve the Lord. You honor God. You will be talked about. God's blessings do not exempt you from being attacked by people. Blessings and trials go hand in hand. But here's what God promises those who follow him with all of their heart, who serve the Lord. God says, if you follow me, Abraham, you don't have to fight your battles. It may look like you're surrounded, but you're surrounded by me. I'll fight for you, Abraham. I'll fight your battles for you. You don't have to retaliate and get even. You don't have to talk bad about them because they're talking bad about you. You just go ahead and bless them and, and pray for them and love them. I got your back, Abraham. That's what God says. You, you follow me. I'll fight your battles for you. You serve me. I've got you. I will fight for you. Number seven is this. All families on earth will be blessed through you. And Abraham's faith, his life, his genealogy has literally blessed the entire world. And the biggest impact is Jesus Christ, the Lord of Lords, the King of Kings, the Savior of the world, was born through Abraham's offspring. And it's impacted the entire world. And you and I will not have the same impact that Abraham has had. But God wants to bless you in such a way that many people are impacted for his glory through your life. Hundreds of people. For some of you, thousands of people. For some of you, millions of people will be blessed through your faith, through you sharing Jesus, through your giving, through your serving, through your prayer, through your social media, through your life. Many will be blessed. God wants to bless you indeed. Here's the question we have to answer today. What did Abraham do to receive the blessings of the Lord? We need to know this so that you and I can do what Abraham did so that God can bless us indeed. And I want to give you three keys to being blessed indeed. Three keys to being blessed indeed. The first key is this. You must believe God wants to bless you. You must believe that God wants to bless you. In spite of his pain, Jabez believed God wanted to bless him. And there are Christians who do not believe that God wants to bless them. I'm not talking about the world or people who don't know the Lord. If you don't know the Lord, I'm so glad you're here. You're so welcome at People's Church. But listen, there are people who believe in God but don't believe God wants to bless them. That they think God's against them or God's not for them or, or God doesn't want to be involved in their daily lives. And to receive God's blessings, you first have to believe God wants to bless your life. Abraham believed God wanted to bless him. Romans chapter 4 and verse 3 says, what does scripture say? Abraham believed God and it was credited to him as righteousness. When God spoke to Abraham in Genesis chapter 12 and said, Abraham, I'm going to bless you if you follow me. If you leave your past and leave the fear and make a bold move towards your destiny, destiny. if you follow me, Abraham, listen to me, I'm going to bless you. And Abraham believed God. He had no evidence of how God would do it, but he believed God. And people search, even when you don't know how God is going to bless your life, you need to believe that God wants to bless you. You. 
The scripture says this in Galatians chapter 3 and verse 5. It says, so again I ask, he does, not, God, does God give you his spirit and work miracles among you by works of the law? Or by your believing what you heard. So, Abraham, so also Abraham believed God and it was credited to him as righteousness. Understand then that those who have faith, who believe God, are children of Abraham. And like Abraham, let me ask you, do you believe the promises in the word of God? Do you believe that God wants to bless your life? In spite of your mistakes, in spite of your past, in spite of your pain, do you believe what the Bible says? Do you believe scriptures like Ephesians chapter 1 and verse 3? Praise be to the God and Father of our Lord Jesus Christ, who has blessed us in heavenly realms with every spiritual blessing in Christ. Do you believe God's word? Every spiritual blessing is available to you in Christ Jesus. Ephesians chapter 3 and verse 20. Now to him who is able to do exceedingly, abundantly, above all that we ask or think according to the power that works in us. Do you believe that God wants to so blow your mind and he wants to do exceedingly abundantly more than you could even think or ask? Do you believe God's word? Jeremiah 29, verse 11, for I know the plans I have for you, declares the Lord, plans to prosper you and not to harm you, plans to give you a hope and a future. Do you believe God's word? Not for your neighbor. Do you believe it for you? 2 Corinthians chapter 9 and verse 8, and God is able to bless you abundantly so that in all things, at all times, having all that you need, you will abound in every good work. Do you believe God's word? Psalm chapter 84 and verse 11, for the Lord God is a sun and shield. The Lord bestows favor and honor. No good thing does he withhold from those whose walk is blameless. Do you believe God's word? God wants to bless your life. The first key, you have to believe God wants to bless your life. Number two is this. There's a second key, a second key to being blessed indeed. You need to ask God to bless you. You see, because Jabez believed God wanted to bless him, he prayed a bold prayer. He prayed, God bless me indeed. And people's church, you need to ask God to bless your life. You are being biblical when you ask God to bless you indeed. James says it like this in James chapter 4 and verse 2. He says, you desire, you, you, you want blessings, you desire blessings, but do not have. So you kill, you get in your flesh and you kill and you lie and you cheat and you step over people. He says, you covet, but you cannot get what you want, so you quarrel and fight. You're a Christian. You're a Christ follower, and you're quarreling and fighting because you want blessings. And he says, here's the issue. You do not have because you do not ask God. And there are Christians who are not experiencing all of God's blessings, and they're quarreling, and they're fighting, and they're cheating, and they're conniving. But the thing they're not doing is they're not asking God to bless them. Say, Pastor, God knows what I need. I don't need to ask God. You're not being biblical. Matthew chapter 7, verse 7 says, Ask, and it will be given to you. Seek, and you will find. Knock, and the door will be opened to you. For everyone who asks, receives. You better ask. He who seeks not, seeks finds, and to him who knocks, the door will be opened. People's church, let me encourage you. Ask God to bless you indeed. 
Ask God to bless your marriage. Ask God to bless your dating relationship. Ask God to bless your children, your grandchildren. Ask God to bless your home. Ask him. Ask him to bless your career. Ask him to bless your education. Ask him to bless your finances. Ask him to bless your friendships. Come on, ask him to bless your health. Ask him to bless your future. Ask God to bless your ministry and your serving. Ask God to bless your church. Ask God to bless the Oklahoma City Thunder with the wind. Come on, somebody. Ask him. Ask him. I slipped that last one in on you, didn't I? I had to just got to slide that in there. But I am asking, Lord, please do it tonight. You do not have because you do not ask God. Ask God to bless you indeed. Number three, here's the third key to being blessed indeed. God wants to bless you. Don't miss this last key. The third key is this. You must have the right motives when you ask God to bless you. You must have the right motives when you ask God to bless you. Now, notice what it says in James 4, that very next verse. Verse 3 says, when you ask, you do not receive because you ask with wrong motives that you may spend what you get on your pleasures. James says, when you ask God to bless your life, you have to be very aware of your motives. He says, especially when it comes to monetary blessings, because people tend to want more money, want more possessions, want more stuff just for themselves. And so James says, let me teach you, let me teach you why people don't receive anything from God. He says, because they ask with wrong motives and wrong motives will hinder your prayers from being answered. And friends, God knows our motives. The Bible says in Proverbs chapter 16, verse 2, all a person's ways seem pure to them, but motives are weighed by the Lord. When you ask God to bless you indeed, God is looking at your motives. God is examining, what do you want more? Why do you want more blessings? Why do you want more influence? Why, 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 why do you want more? And here's the question we have to wrestle with. Do you have the right motives or the wrong motives? And especially when it comes to monetary blessings. Let me, get, let me share with you what the wrong motives would be. Wrong motives would be you ask God to bless you just for you. God bless me indeed so I can just be blessed indeed. Just for me. That would be wrong motive. Selfishness is a wrong motivation. And boy, it's so easy to be selfish in our world, but it's a wrong motivation. Uh, a second wrong motivation is God, bless me so I can impress others. So I can drive into the neighborhood and everybody can see what I got. Just bless me, Lord, because I want, I want to show them. That's the wrong motivation. Or, or a third wrong motivation would be God, bless me so I can get even. Bless me so I can stick it to them. Stick it to them. Stick it to my family. Bless me. You got the wrong motives. Those are wrong motivations. Let's look very quickly at two right motives. God wants to bless you indeed. The Bible says you have not because you do not ask. But when you ask, you ask with wrong motives. God wants to bless you, but you got to have the right motives. Here, here's the first right motivation is when you ask God to bless you so you can bless others. 
That's the right motivation. When you ask God to bless you so you can bless others, that's the right motivation. Let me take you to a powerful portion of scripture. In 1 Timothy chapter 6, verse 17 and 18, it says, teach those, teach those, that's what we're doing today, teach those who are rich in this world. And being rich, that's simply having more than enough. And and that's many of us today. That's a lot of Americans today. We have more than enough. We got more clothes in the closet than we can wear in a week. We've got more shoes than we know what to do with. we got food in the refrigerator. We call them leftovers. We throw them away after a week. I'm just saying, we have more than enough. Teach those who are rich in this world not to be proud and not to trust in their money, which is so unreliable. He says this, their trust should be in God. You have more than enough. Don't start trusting in your money. Trust in God. God should be first in your life. That that, that people who are rich, who have more than enough, they should follow God and live by biblical principles. Trust God. He says, who richly gives us all we need for our enjoyment. Listen, one of the reasons God blesses your life is he wants you to enjoy it. He wants you to enjoy his blessings. It's okay to enjoy God's blessings. God does not mind you having things. But that's not the only reason God blesses you. That's where a lot of people stop. They just think, God bless me for me. No, 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 no. That's the wrong motivation. God wants you to enjoy it, but that's not the only reason he blesses you. Verse 18 says, tell them to use their money to do good. They should be rich in good works and generous to those in need, always being ready to share with others. God blesses us so that we can be a blessing. The people, the people that God blesses. Now, a lot of people bless themselves. I'm talking about the people that God blesses indeed. He blesses people who understand that they're blessed to be a blessing. God says this, if I can get it to you, if I can get it through you. I own a cattle on a thousand hills. I don't have a problem getting it to you. I will get it to you if I can get it through you to help a widow, to help a hurting person, to help a broken person, to help a family member who's in need, to help a friend in a time of need. If I can get it through you, I can get it to you to feed and educate children in third world countries. If I, I'll get it to you if I can get it through you. We're blessed to be a blessing. Number two is this. There's a, a, a second right motive as you study the word of God. Here's a second right motive, and that is when you ask God to bless you so you can advance his kingdom. When you ask God to bless you so you can advance his kingdom. People's church, understand this. There is a heaven and a hell. And God wants every person, he wants every person to spend eternity in heaven with him. 1 Timothy chapter 2 and verse 3 says, this is good and pleases God our Savior. Verse 4, who wants all people to be saved and to come to a knowledge of the truth. God wants everybody saved and God's focus is on saving the entire world. That's his mission. That's why he gave us the Holy Spirit. God's plan is to use you and to use me to reach a lost, dark, and dying world with the good news of Jesus Christ. So what do we do? We ask God, God bless me with more. Bless me indeed so that I can help reach people who don't know you as their Lord and Savior. God bless me with more so that I can advance your your kingdom and send more missionaries 
around the world. Bless me with more so I can help start more churches around America and the world so that we can do more outreaches so more people can experience the tangible love of God. Lord, bless me indeed so that more people can be set free from addictions and sex trafficking and all types of bondage and experience freedom in Christ. Bless me indeed so that I can tithe more to my local church and see the gospel advanced. The local church is the primary tool that God is using in the earth today to reach the world and to disciple people for Jesus Christ. And every time you tithe at people's churches, you realize every single week people come to know Jesus Christ. We rescue people every single week. Can I tell you something, church? You're sowing in the good soil when you give to the local church that's honoring God, that's reaching out for, to the lost and hurting in our world. And every week, you're making a difference. And here's what I want to encourage you to do. Some of you are saying, Pastor, I have never been a tither, and I've only got saved two weeks ago. I don't know if I'm ready for that yet. Would you start giving something consistently to God's kingdom? I want you blessed. And here's what I know. I, I want to help you take spiritual next steps. I feel like a spiritual tour guide. I want to help you take spiritual next steps that you would honor God so that you can be blessed by him. And I know God blesses those who are a blessing to others. Here's what I want everybody to do. You don't have to give anything at all. I'm not asking you to give anything. If you're new with us, I don't want you to participate at all today. I just want you to grab the card and follow along with us so you hear the heartbeat of this church. But I want everybody in this place just to follow along with me by grabbing the generosity commitment card. If you're on the front row, ask them behind you to hand it to you. Just everybody grab it. You don't have to fill it out. You don't have to get it. I just want you to be able to follow along with me. And if you sit in your seat and don't grab it, I pray the Lord would get you. Amen. So let, don't let the Lord get you. Just grab the card and follow along with me, all right? So that way you can follow along and just see what I'm talking about. So here's, here, here, here's, there's three areas that, that, you can, that you can be generous to to advance God's kingdom. So there's a place for you to write your name and information, and uh, there's a place for you to check which campus you attend at the other campuses, all the campuses, what campus do you attend. Now, here, here's the first box I was talking to you about. I commit to be a life giver by giving at least $20 per week online through a scheduled reoccurring donate, donation in the amount of, and I encourage you, at least $20 a week. Some of you might be 30 or 40 or 50, but here's, here, here's the key. Here's the key. Start giving to advance God's kingdom consistently. Make that commitment. I'm not trying to get anything from you. You can go to another church and do this. I'm just saying, get started. Get God blesses those who are generous. We call it being a life giver here. You're not yet tithing yet, but you're going to start giving consistently. Matter of fact, you can get your People's Church app out today. I love the new giving platform on it. It makes it so much more simpler. The other one was so complicated. This one's so much easier to follow online or, or on your app. And would you sign up today and say, God, I'm going to start giving 20 a week or 30 a week or 50 a week or 100 a week consistently online recurring. I'm going to be faithful to advance your kingdom. Then there's the second box, and that's I commit to tithe. Some of you have already made a commitment to give faithfully to the Lord, but you're not yet tithing. And I, I believe... According to the scripture, the baseline for every Christian, the real starting point is 10%. And yet I realize some of you say, in my faith journey, I'm not there yet. Become a life giver. But some of you, you need to take that step of faith today and become a tither, giving 10% of your income to the local church where you worship. And here's what God's word says in Malachi 3. I want you to hear this. He says, test me in this. 
and see what I'll open up the windows of heaven. I'll bless your life. I'm telling you, you cannot outgive God. It's the only place in the Bible where God says, test me, is in the area of being generous and giving. And here, here's what I want you to do. If you have not become a tither, I want you to take the three-month tithe challenge. It's in the back of your seat back pocket. We created a way for you to test God. We so much believe in this, we created a way to give you a money-back guarantee. So there, you have no, nothing to lose. Would you test God for the next 90 days and give him, don't give him 8%, 7 give him the entire 10%. Give it in a trackable way to the church. And at the end of 90 days, if God hasn't blessed your life, just call the office and we will refund your money back. But I'm telling you, if you will test God, I guarantee you he's going to show himself faithful. He's going to meet your needs. He's going to bless you. And you're going to continue to be able to be a blessing. And he's going to get it to you because he can get it through you. And then the third box there is called a dream builder. And we have a lot of dream builders. Thank you to all of you that give to the Lord and to advance his kingdom. And thank you to those who give above the tithe. You already tithers, but you give 11%, 12%, 13%, 20%, 25%, 50% of your income so that the gospel can be advanced. And so dream builders, I'm going to pray about making a 12-month commitment over and above my tithe to advance God's kingdom. And this is the way that we do local, national, international missions. Many of you know that we support children in Haiti, $42,000 a year to 100 children to clothe them, to feed them, give them a Christian education. We, we start 100-plus churches a year, not, not, not people's churches, just churches around America and even the world through ARC and through CMN. We're, we're, we're giving them to, to missions. We support missionaries all around the world. We help here at the City Rescue Mission. We, I could just go on and on and on about the hundreds of thousands of dollars that we give as a church because of you to see the gospel advanced in our city, state, our nation, and our world. And would you pray about what you could give above your time called Dream Builders to resource God's kingdom? Because if God can get it through us, he can get it to us. He wants to bless us indeed. And the last thing, and if you're a guest, feel no obligation, but I unapologetically say we want to reach the world for Jesus. We want to reach the world for Jesus. We got big vision around here to see more people change with the gospel of Jesus Christ. Jesus changes lives. And I want you to pray about the miracle offering. On December the 2nd, my wife and I are praying as well. Everything that I'm teaching you, I live. My wife and I live. We, we tithe. We give the dream builders. And we participate in every miracle offering and give generous, generous to the Lord. And every year we have the end of the year offering called a miracle offering. And we call it a miracle offering because we believe God wants to do a miracle through our church as we fund God behind bars. And that's twenty dollars to $30,000 a year. And all, all the children of Haiti and all the different efforts that we do, you help us do that through the miracle offering. And then I believe God wants to do a miracle in your life as you give to him. You need a miracle. People's Church, would you believe this? God wants to bless you in